This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Oh, did I mention you guys? Let's see what moves you got to this. I like the head. Some people like to bobble. <laughs> awesome. Welcome, everybody. Hello, everybody. It is Gina uh, with Vanessa Mochis and Noon on Tuesday. Welcome today. We are going to talk beer and cheese. We're heading into beer week again here in San Diego. And um, beer, beer, beer is everywhere. And so today I've got two beer experts. We've got Ian. Hello, Ian. Hello, hello. He is a mega monger at our shop in North Park, which happens to be inside Bottlecraft, which is a beer shop. Um, and we bring with us today Zach from Pariah Brewing. Thank you, Hello. thank you. How are you, Zach? Good, I'm good. Good, good. Thanks for coming in. Thanks guys. for having me. Thanks I appreciate in, it. guys. Um, the number one question, and I see this every time that I meet beer guys, this is very serious. Is it a requirement to have a beard when you work in the beer business? <laughs> um, well, I obviously don't have that great of one. Uh, and I never have, and uh, I don't think that's a requirement. You don't think yeah. so? Okay, because every yeah. single person I think it's more a requirement swear. for the uh, brewers themselves, okay. yeah. That, that, this Front is... of the house, people need to look a little more. Okay, you know. a little oh! more. Uh, a little more. Okay. A little more. <laughs> Adds a little Not... special flavor into the beer. Yeah. It does it. Just that, that totally. hint of, and a little yeah. extra protein. That's and... <laughs> actually the final touch of brewing. They dip their beer <laughs> In into there? the uh, thing. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah. Let's all try that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, Zach, I guess let's start with you. Tell us a little about, about yourself. Cool. Um, I'm Zach Deardorff. I actually am born and raised in San Diego. Ah. Uh, I got into the beer industry about two years ago um, through the Cicerone program. Um, so I'm a certified Cicerone. And then through that, I uh, formerly worked at yeah. Tiger Tiger Tavern oh, for yeah. a little bit. Okay. And then um, I heard about Pariah opening up before they even opened up. And so I applied. Yeah. And I'm um ale curator for Pariah Brewing Company. I, I do the draft tech there as well. So. That is so cool. Yeah. Tell us, the Cicerone is kind of like being a sommelier in the wine business. Is that right? Exactly. It's the mm-hmm. uh, same uh, program um, that they test on beer knowledge, mm-hmm. experience, history, service. Uh, so it's the equivalent of the sommelier yeah. program for okay. the wine industry. Yeah. Of the wine industry. That is very cool. Yeah. So you can know all the nuances. It's interesting that there's just such specialties, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty crazy test. There's blind tastings and stuff, and yeah. uh, the syllabus is about 20 pages long worth of stuff. But yeah, it's a great yeah. program. I highly recommend it for anybody oh, that who's is so interested. Good. Yeah. Into, the beer, into the beer world. Yeah, it definitely helps. That's good. Yeah. Um, is really new. One of the newer breweries. We are. Town, We're right? coming up on eight months mm-hmm. on October 11th. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate and where that. is it exactly? Uh, we are located on 3052 Elcombe Boulevard. Okay. We're actually directly across the street from Tiger Tiger oh. and uh, to uh, the building over from Lips. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that'd be a fun night. <laughs> yeah. Start with it, the beer yeah. It's cool. You can see the crowd from Lips as they get out and yeah it's fun or vice versa that is too good okay i'm really curious zach and and ian too i mean because you're working with beer and brewers all along there are so many new brewers right craft breweries in san diego where was everybody drinking before what, what i know and because everybody's full everyone's busy yeah how, is, how what are you seeing um, how's this working it's crazy. I think we're at like 150 last time that's I read. 150 amazing. breweries. And that's not yeah. including brew pubs and all the restaurants mm-hmm. and the, bar, the bars as well. But yeah. um, I think people have their spots and mm-hmm. uh, we're just trying to be one of those cool spots. Yeah, and that's cool a great beer. Yeah. So and I, neighborhoody maybe? You come uh, that, become that neighborhood. I can walk over, hang yeah, out. Yeah, true. Yeah, there's definitely that. I mean, Hamilton's Tavern yeah. is, a, sure. is a staple bar and um, 
Society and Ill Smith mm-hmm. and uh, Stone, all those big guys. Yeah, they've been around um, doing great things. So we're just trying to become that. We're trying to exactly um, create great beer and uh, hopefully bring in a crowd. Yeah, and uh, sustain, of course. Exactly, yeah. and and make it through. Um, pariah, the name. So we know the word, what the word kind of means. Yeah. So how did that come? Uh, up? So historically, the word pariah is uh, the people of the lowest caste system in India. Um, but we don't use it for that. That's just the historical reference. Uh, we use it for the modern uh, present tense, which is uh, as an outcaster. So ah. we see ourselves as ask outcasters in the industry, trying to um, not follow trends, do our own thing, and still um, create super highly elevated, creative, and unique beers and for unique the public. Beers. They definitely and are that. They definitely are, definitely. Ian, because yeah. you're tasting beers all the time because you're trying to come up with pairings and flights and everything to pair with the cheeses. Pretty much every yeah. day. What strikes you most about Pariah? They use a lot, a lot of ingredients. That is ah. definitely for sure. So um, that's what makes them really different and, and out. unique styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, San Diego is definitely an IPA town first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I think Zach would agree with me there. Completely. They make a yeah. couple of phenomenal single IPAs, double IPAs, but they have some uh, really interesting other different types of beers. Oh, yeah. That's good to hear because a lot of people aren't IPA fans. And, totally. And you're right. They're everywhere. And um, our brewmaster, Brian... Uh, his wife actually isn't a great, or not a great, but uh, really into hobby Ford beers. Uh-huh. So um, one of the beers we have is called Erotic City. Um, it's an ale-wine mead hybrid. He uses uh, white muscat grapes from Northern California, orange blossom honey, and grains of paradise, which is white pepper from Africa. Um, so that's a great gateway beer yeah. besides like your typical Belgian wit or a Kolsch maybe that might get uh, someone who's not really into the beer scene into it. Yeah. And that one's more of an ale-wine mead hybrid. So those wine drinkers, that's a great beer for them. And then yeah. for our event that we're doing next Monday, we're actually bringing back our Erotic Night, which is uh, the same version, but with um, red Syrah grapes, uh, a little bit of chocolate malt, lavender, and star anise. That is just crazy. Are, are all, you're, I never heard the brewers really using all those flavors, so that is kind of more unique. Yeah, mead's mm-hmm. definitely been a thing. Uh, it's kind of up and coming, same with like the sake and uh, all that stuff in the beverage community. So um, yeah. Brian just took it to the next level. Um, Dogfish Head actually did a beer called Midas Touch, which is a take on an ancient style. Mm-hmm. So it stems from that. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a weird beer. Um, 30% or more of the fermentable sugars come from the grapes and the honey alone. So That's just wild. I would never have put that into beer. Yeah. Interesting. Learn it's delicious. Every it's day. worth a try. Yeah, exactly. Just try new stuff every day. Every yeah. day. Yeah, you do. And See you do, Ian, right? This is a tough part of the job, right? Really, really hard. Really hard of coming yeah. up with what, what really goes. Really tough to yeah. drink beer and eat cheese. To drink day. beer and eat cheese. If you're going to say one... Is there one cheese that you can say that you just love with almost every beer you've tried? You've done so many combos. It's, it's tough Could because... I, I mean, well, first and foremost, every cheese is amazing. Um, Goes but there saying. are no real hard and fast rules as when it comes to beer and cheese yeah. pairing. There's so many cool ways to do different things. It's really subjective to people's tastes. You mm-hmm. know, like Zach was saying earlier, not everybody likes IPAs. Sure. So then you might not like certain pairings with other things. Um, I really like to pair funk with funk. Uh-huh. So, you know, any really kind of interesting sour beer, anything with yeah. Brett added to it, that's Brett and Amasis, um, which really adds sort of like a Ooh. barnyardy funk to mm-hmm. beers. I think Zach could probably speak on that a little totally, bit more. Completely true. Yeah, because um, you just stumped me on that word. <laughs> it's a wild yeast strain okay. um, that most uh, Lambic brewers use over in Belgium. Um, mm-hmm. Pariah right now, actually, uh, Brian is working on his North Park Wild Ale, which is a uh, wild ale... Uh, yeast strain. It's actually one strain of botanomyces, two lactobacillus strains that he pulled and cultivated off of a bougainvillea tree in his backyard. That's so, super cool. Yeah, it's going to be really rad. Uh, we've been testing it out. Um, it's still in the fermenter right now. Um, 
And then uh, we'll be bottling commissioning yeah. after that. Talk it's, about terroir. Talk about terroir. Right. From literally from the backyard. So we have terroir here in San Diego then. Yeah, this is awesome. Totally, yeah. You guys sound like mad scientists with all this. Brian, <laughs> Brian really is a mad scientist. He's really all about um, doing things his way out of the box and not following trends. So he's killing it right yeah, now. Yeah. That is super fun. So that is funky because you're using wild yeasts. Totally. And the funk on the cheese. What are you thinking? Some of the washed rinds? We're the talking washed rinds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolute favorite. Do you think a, a, a good one? Oh, my absolute favorite cheese of all time mm-hmm. is, is Ipoise. <gasps> That's because I've spent... I studied abroad in Dijon, France when I was in college. Lucky and, dog. And yeah. uh, Lucky that's where you. that cheese is made. Yeah. Um, so. And did you love it back then even? Because it was... That's really where that? my passion for cheese yeah, began. Yeah, it's came. Honestly, oh, it's awesome. because that was the first cheese. I mean, a lot of people yeah. think that's not really such an approachable cheese, but I no. had it and I was absolutely blown away. Blown away. And then... Uh, here I am. And here you are. So you would suggest pairing the Ipoise with one of these funky, like this new. Yeah, and if that's a little bit, go. you know, there are more approachable wash mm-hmm. trends and other smellier cheeses that you could yeah. definitely get down with. Yeah. Oh, that's a good that's a good starter cheese, um, Ian. No wonder you're into all that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not for the faint of heart. In fact, no lie, that is banned from public transportation in Paris. Really? Because it's so stinky. No There way. is no way to contain it. Okay, Zach. That's the I only reason to, it's banned is because it smells so because bad? Because it smells so wow. bad. And yeah, mildly. I mean, just, 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 it just reeks. I know a lot <laughs> of people then would be banned from France. Then if right? They, yeah. they should ban some people. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> exactly. But really awesome. But um, yeah. Also d- rumored to have been Napoleon's favorite cheese. Really? If we, yes, uh, apparently. How did he do his hand? Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. So funk with funk is good. For the IPAs though out there, Ian, is there a certain cheese that you think is really cool with the IPAs? The classic, you know, kind of mm-hmm. standby that people really typically lean towards is cheddars. Mm-hmm. Um, cheddars. But I actually like to do little more interesting things, alpine styles, Ooh. such as Gruyere and mm-hmm. Comte, those are your standbys, um, would be my favorite style to pair with. But if you want to get a little bit more interesting, something about super, super tangy and acidic goat cheeses and blue cheeses mm-hmm. also works also really well. Also work well with that. That's surprising to me. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What about, um, do you, does Pry do any, like, a dark, like a stout porter, one of those dark? We do. We have uh, three stouts on, mm-hmm. or... Um, yeah, three stouts on right now. Um, our flagship stout is our Deutsche Extra Stout. It's a foreign extra stout with a propriety blend of coffee from Bird Rock Coffee Roasters up in La Jolla. Mm-hmm. Um, cocoa nibs from Ecuador and molasses. Uh, we have our Chin Out, which is American stout uh, brewed with Chinook hops by... It's actually a homebrew recipe from Brian Beagle, who does the SD Beer Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. It's his recipe that we brewed on our system. He's an awesome guy. And then uh, one of our crazier beers is actually our Uni Stout. So it's a... Uh, like uni is the sushi uni. Correct. It's a uh, oyster stout base style. Um, most oyster stouts just use salt water, but uh, uh-huh. Brian, being Brian, took it to the next level. Brian Mitchell is our owner and brewmaster, by the way. Okay. Um, so he took it to the next level, used real San Diego sea urchin. Um, he noted that San Diego is one of the largest producers of sea urchin in the, in the world, so why not, yeah. might as well utilize it. Um, a little bit of lactose good? sugar and sea salt. I just picture a vat and you're pouring these things in. I just can't even I, see how this Yeah, I think he adds it right into the boil kettle. I'm yeah. positive, yeah. That is just completely wild it's, to me. It's crazy. Um, most people, when they read that beer, they're totally against it because they feel like yeah. it's just going to be a little sushi roll in their mouth. But it's not at all. It's crazy well-balanced. 
and I always um, highly recommend people trying that beer. This we got to try. Have you have you tried that, Ian? I haven't yet. I'm no, sorry I didn't bring gotta, beer. I, uh, no, I should have brought some. My apologies. Have I, please have me back, and beer. I will bring back every crazy weird beer <laughs> every you want. Crazy weird, because yeah. I didn't realize how crazy weird it is. And I'm trying to think now what will go with this uni style. What about a flip? What about a chef? Like a you need something with some big umami flavor. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. totally. I would agree with that. Yeah. It has a lot of chocolate notes. Um, there's a little bit of caramel malt in there as well. Uh-huh. And uh, the sea salt just adds that little sweetness, yeah. salty ca- characteristic. That is crazy. About a camembert. Mm. Maybe, because it's mm-hmm. kind of mushroomy, but yet creamy. Very you get the Yeah, that'd be one to test. We'll have to do a pairing yeah. test like that. All right. Sounds really good. Um, styles. Uh, You've tried them all. How many do you have at Pariah? I mean, right, it sounds no, like so many. Uh, different styles? Styles, or yeah. Of, like, ooh, how many do you um, we have, sell at one time? One, two, three, four, five. Uh, we have seven different styles, yeah. I believe. Um, and right now we have about 12 to 13 beers on at all times. We have mm-hmm. 13 faucets, so that's normally okay, where we're about. Okay, so you're going to keep 13 ones, and then I'll change out. Yeah, we change them out all the time. Yeah. Right now... Um, Brian is working on a uh, Belgian blonde with pears and hazelnuts. A that sounds on um, wow. holiday, like fallish. Yeah, Brian mm-hmm. has this really cool yeast strain he brought over from Belgium, um, and he cultivated it over at White Labs. It's our Sinner Ale yeast strain, and it's really cool and crazy. It's uh, creates this dryness in the beer, but also these really cool grassy and vanilla notes in mm-hmm. it. Um, so that will be used. We previously used it in a beer called Mare of the Monk. If anybody liked that, um, it'll be the yeah. same East train. And then, uh, with uh, the new, uh, it's going to be a Belgian blonde yeah. with pears and hazelnuts. That is just so wild. What yeah. about the, um, beer purists? I know there are cheese purists, right? Ian, like, you know, that Probably want the myself. traditional, like yourself, you know, you don't want any flavors inside. You don't want anything coated on the outside True. in the beer world. Do you encounter that too? Yeah, uh, totally. And that's totally cool. Um, mm-hmm. That's just how your palate is. Sure. Everybody's palate's different. My palate's different from Ian's. Ian's palate's yeah. different than mine. Um, for me, personally, I have studied the classic styles so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I enjoy working at Pariah, because I get to try these crazy new inventions. Yeah. Brands. But at the same time, there's plenty of breweries you can go to to try um, significant styles that are classic. Uh, North Park Beer Company mm-hmm. is an excellent producer of classic styles. Um Epic right now, the our neighbors next door, yeah. I'll give them a shout out. They're doing a great um, lager series. Um, oh, nice. Their Schwartz beer is my mm-hmm. favorite over there, so they're awesome. So, yeah, there's a ton of breweries you can go to that are doing classic styles. So That's so cool. Yeah. And at Bottlecraft, Ian, you're lucky because you can taste all these different styles because there's so many to choose from, right? There are, you're yeah. Experimenting and within, all the time. And within yeah. each style, there's a significant variety just like they have yeah. over at their place. I mean, there's thousands of beers over there that... That we kind of open something up every right. day and then just try a bunch of stuff with it and see what works best. Exactly. And that's another thing um, with Ian working at Bottlecraft mm-hmm. and uh, same with Bind and Bind over on Adams Avenue. They have all those bottles you, that they ship over from Europe. So yeah. if you do want to try the classic styles and you don't want to go to a brewery necessarily, mm-hmm. just go go to one of those bottle shops, get some bottles and yeah. go home and try them out. And how fun, right? Yeah. yeah. And you can kind of do side by side. Do a little study. I'm getting thirsty and I'm getting definitely hungry. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um you mentioned using grapes or a little almost wine with the beer. You're kind of combining the two. They're grape pressings. Yeah, grape pressings. So that's just going to give you some sugar, some sweetness. Uh, it adds fermentable yeah. sugars and definitely the sweet mm-hmm. characteristic as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, same thing with the wine. A little acidity, I believe, as well will right. come from the grapes. Will come from the grapes mm-hmm. and add to that because there's the debate. You know, wine and cheese versus beer and cheese. Totally. Yeah, and I think um, we would argue for the latter. You're going to argue for the latter, and so and why? What it, what, what really sticks? What makes it beer and cheese just? Mm. Well, there's there's something just so special about beer in that there you know there are all these 
classic varieties that you can do. Yeah. But then there's so much variety within the styles, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Unlike in wine, I'm not saying that there's, you know, a Chardonnay and a Gewürztraminer are going to be exactly the same thing because they're obviously sure. not. There's the issue of terroir and, mm-hmm. you know, varietals of grapes. But you can do so many cool things with beer like you're doing. You're adding all these adjuncts, which adds such a complexity. And you do the same thing with cheese. Yeah. People, people add all different types of fruits and leaves and all different types of things mm-hmm. into cheese and you can kind of have some fun pairings with that which is exactly what we're going to be doing on monday yeah. yeah monday you're doing a it's called the five by five pairing how'd this come up about uh well i actually was in the uh, san diego craft beer program at scsu mm-hmm. i highly recommend to anybody who's oh, nice. interested in doing that um and robert graf of venissimo came in and we did a little uh tasting and so from that uh when i worked at pry i was like i i've always wanted to work with uh, venissimo on a cheese pairing because um, like we were talking earlier, beer just goes really well with cheese. Yeah. Um, any psalm can argue with me that um, wine goes better, but I will argue <laughs> against that. Yeah, exactly. Um, It'd be so, great. We got to get a psalm yeah, with I, you in here. <laughs> yeah, totally. I uh, contacted these guys, and they're all about it, and they've done it multiple times. Um, so they're really experienced at it. And yeah. then, um, yeah, it's just it's going to be a great night. We're just going to sit, um, talk about the cheese and beer for a little bit. Ian's super knowledgeable, so he'll yeah. inform you all about the cheese and the beer pairings. And, uh, and we're just going to hang out, and, yeah. and it'll be a good time. I don't want to give too much away as far as what kinds yes. of pairings we're going to be doing, but yeah. it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. You're gonna gonna, be we're going to get some of the funk with funk, I'm assuming. Totally. We were sure. trying them out last night, and every <laughs> yeah. time we, it just got better and better and better with each pairing we were tasting This is out. so good. Yeah. And there are <gasps> definite crossovers between... Yeah what they use in their beer and what cheeses we're going to be using for the pay- yeah. tasting. Oh, so. nice. So kind of compare and contrast. Totally. Something like That's that. That's the totally. idea. Oh, that is super, super good. Um, back to the beer, better than wine. Do you think bubbles play into it at all? Like the fact that it's carbonated. Absolutely. Like, you know, Completely. Uh-huh. I think that Jeez. is one thing that I really, really love about that. Carbonation is necessary when eating mm-hmm. food. Carbonation. It's and, good. Uh, Scrubby bubbles. Totally. That's and it scrubs it. everything off your palate. And mm-hmm. that's why... Um, the super highly carbonated beers, like all the white beers from Germany, yeah. are excellent with food. Mm-hmm. It's because they do cleanse your palate every time. Is that why they can drink, you know, this big a liter? Totally, and that's why you get a nice, like, three-inch head on the top. Because um, yeah. it's just so well carbonated. And um, there's a technique to pouring mm-hmm. it even because it's so well carbonated. But, uh-huh. um, yeah. And that adds a p- point. I love champagne or bubbles. Mm-hmm. And because I think the cream, it goes with against with the cream and the cheese. Exactly. And so then they go together. Yeah, it, it just cuts just right works. through all the fattiness in the yeah. cheese and allows the more subtle flavors mm-hmm. to kind of be elevated when you're eating. When you're eating, which brings me to I think it's easier in a way to pair beer with cheese because I think they all go so well. There are times when I've had a wine with a cheese and I go, that is really ick. I think it's a lot more versatile with beer. You have a lot mm-hmm. more options. Um, there's so many styles of beer. and um, I can think right now off the top of my head, five beer styles that go well with Mexican food. Oh. But tell me five styles of wine that go great with Mexican yeah. food. It's, it's difficult. That's tough. And that's kind of why I respect uh, the wine industry people so much is because their job is a lot harder than mine. Mine is I get a plethora of beer options to yeah. pair with food and Ian can... Um, back me up on that i think too as well yeah it's yeah. a super point that's truly the sommelier's purpose right that's is to why make I'd... sure that that wine goes with what food you are totally and that's right why there. i respect them so much is because yeah. it's difficult for wine people mm-hmm. to pair with food i mean the reason people drink wine with be- or cheese is because people would order a bottle of wine in the very beginning of the meal and normally traditionally cheese plates are desserts and yeah. so you'd have them at the end and what do you have a little bit of wine leftover so you have it with cheese and food I mean, same thing with parties. You go to a party, people are doing cheese plates mm-hmm. and stuff. And of course, you have your glass of wine or whatever. But I mean, traditionally, it's the monks who brew their own beer and sure. make, their, make own their own cheese. Own cheese. And so 
just goes oh, yeah. a little better. Lots of history tradition there. Oh, yeah. I, I feel it's like that fermented with the fermented. Totally. <laughs> you know, they they, do go yeah, yeah, fermenting into mm-hmm. different things, but that's why they work so well together. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. Completely. I, um, and then the contrast, though, too. So bubbles I like. With yeah, totally. It. And then sweet I do like with the cheese because cheese tends to be so salty. Uh-huh. So then you get that sweet and salt together, mm-hmm. which is so good, which is I think why cheese at the end of the meal with like a port or sherry or something very sweet like that is super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The contrast of the two. Is there such a sweet aperitif after dinner beer? Is there such a thing? Like, is there or uh, not? Like a extra aged. I mean, a, a classic, whatever. a classic beer and cheese pairing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's super sweet, but I mean, barley wines could be pretty ah, okay. sweet with a blue cheese. Mm-hmm. It's crazy good, um, like a Stilton. Um, our erotic city and the erotic night beers yeah. that we have are both super sweet, and that comes because we have honey and grapes in there. So um, there's a ton of beers that are sweet. Yeah, totally, totally. Because I never think of beer for dessert. Uh, Yeah, you'd be surprised. All those chocolate at times. Yeah, Uh I mean, I mean, people think of like those dark chocolatey imperial stouts as dessert beers. Um, But I mean, I could have a Belgian lambic for dessert Mm -hmm. if I really wanted to. Yeah, like a frambois, so a lambic with raspberries, and then like a little nice cheesecake. That would be Wouldn't that delicious. be delicious? Exactly. Just pour, like a, what if you made a float? Like a, or you, know, uh, you even made like the uh, strawberry it. syrup with the lambic <laughs> yeah. and then poured it over the cheesecake, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. whatever. Super delicious. It's also great for cooking as well. Yeah. Oh, for cooking. What oh, else totally. what would you cook with it? Other than, uh, of course, like boiled shrimp or something. You could do uh, salad boiled. dressings. Yeah. You could do marinades. Mm-hmm. Um, Saute. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of stuff. Add it into a stews. Nice. People do that. Yep, yep. Um, make syrups out of it. Yeah. Just give a little more. Like, do you pull out that hoppies? The malt? What actually, you when you cook with wise? IPAs, yeah. uh, the bitterness tends to uh, fade away as you cook longer with it. Uh-huh. So, um, more you're just looking for that residual sugar. I think aspect oh, of it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give it the flavor. Totally. What about um? Do you think um, Ian beer and fondue Ooh. instead of wine? I think you could do that. Fondue would be delicious. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it absolutely would be. Mm-hmm. You definitely get some different flavors maybe yeah. not the sweet butteriness that you get from adding a white wine into um yeah you know, cheeses and fondue but exactly maybe but maybe yeah i don't know could be kind of fun. funky we might have to try that it's worth a try i mean that's <laughs> that's the biggest thing that we do is it's all about experimentation it's all about yeah what you know experimenting with your palate what you like what you don't like one cheese is going to be great with a certain beard that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that another cheese isn't you're going to like potentially one more than the other but Right. At the end of the day, it's beer and cheese. And it's, what's, what's, what's wrong to with complain that? And yeah. What's not to like? When you do the boards, Ian, like, do you recommend for people at when they come to shop? You know, if they've got let's say their flight of beers for the day, um, and then you can put together like a little combo for them. Ian's boards are beautiful, by the way. I've seen they're them. They're gorgeous. Ian check it out on Instagram. Oh, check it on out. North Park. Check it yeah, out. Ian's the board out. guy. Stop. I agree. No, it's I've seen them. They're beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we do tastings every day. I mean, we have a paired beer and cheese flight that changes. Pretty much weekly. Yeah. And even when I bring it out to people and explain what they have in mm-hmm. front of them, I, I recommend trying things with other things. Because yeah. there's not, like I was saying, there's not one tried and true thing that works sure. with everything. Everybody's taste so bed different. It, just experiment. Put them all in your mouth at the same time and just see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the most fun is to say, oh, this one with this one. This one I like better. Makes it real interactive and good. And at Pariah, that's cool. what we're all about. We want you to try something new. Yeah. Maybe something that will blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you don't like it, you know you still tried the uni stout. You still tried it. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. That's yeah. totally cool. That's your power. there later tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm exactly. thinking I've got to go try this. And yeah. can I, are there a little like taste? Do you yeah, have, of course. Do we do. Uh, yep, of course. Like and uh, yeah. yeah. Full pours are always recommended. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you, after you've had a little taste, you'd probably want to jump right into the full. But I'm 
like dying about this. Uni Some people one. can't get enough of it. I had yeah. a customer came in just for the uni stout. She yeah. got off work. She was just like, I came for the uni stout. I'm like, here you go. Yeah. That's got to be the most unique thing that I've heard. <laughs> uh, well, you or know, the Bougainvillea yeah, shavings. South Park has a really good oyster stout as well. Mm-hmm. South Park Brewing, they do their oyster. Scripps Pure Oyster Stout, which is fantastic as well. So, yeah. Go figure. Yep. That's another thing beer goes good with, I think. The oysters mm-hmm. and uh, oh, lambs and all that. Crawfish. Belgian treats. Treats, mm-hmm. yeah. I just, it's crazy, right. crazy good. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Monday night then, six p.m. Six p.m. at Pariah. At Pariah, there's still a few tickets left. Yeah, just a few. Purchase them at yeah. uh, Venissimo.com. Yep, Venissimo.com. It's on there. Yeah, and it's just a really going to be casual and a good tasting, and you're tasting at least five pairings. Yes. Yeah. Five pairings, <gasps> and uh, we were tasting last night, like we said, and they're awesome. And that's just really cool. There's a wild card one that I did not think that would be the best one, and I think it might be the best. Okay, but so. we're not going to say because it's, oh, I, I don't know. I'm know. Dying to, no, yeah. I don't know. I got to come and figure it out. Yeah. yeah, that sounds really good. Well, thanks for coming in, Zach. Good to meet you and about learning about Pariah well. oh. because that's just awesome. Ian, um, check out the board. Seriously, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Del- delicious and it's beautiful stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll talk again and uh, next time. Thanks for having us. Hi, fellow cheese lovers. Cheese Whiz Gita here, and I invite you to subscribe to our Noon on Tuesday podcast to hear all about cheese all the time. You can listen on iTunes or SoundCloud or subscribe via FeedBurner under Noon on Tuesday. You can also watch us live every week on Facebook at Benissimo Cheese at, you guessed it, noon every Tuesday Pacific time. We're fun, we're cheesy, so tune in and tell your friends to tune in too. Ciao. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.